Welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. This week, would you use a de-icer on your home sidewalks and driveway if you knew it was radioactive? Well, that's a question being pondered right now by both the Ohio House and Senate, where they're considering changing the law so that a product made from toxic wastewater or brine from oil and gas wells can be sold to the public under the brand name of Aqua Salina. It's already used commercially on highways in many states, including Ohio, with proponents calling it one of the most environmentally friendly and effective products for keeping roads, bridges, sidewalks, driveways, and parking lots safe when temperatures drop below 10 degrees Fahrenheit when rock salt stops being effective. Its chief proponent is Dave Mansbury, who owns the company which produces the oil and gas brine as well as the company which refines it and turns it into the de-icer. Duck Creek Energy and Nature's Own have been producing Aqua Salina at the Cleveland facility since the ODNR provided a chief's order in 2004 approving the process. I, along with my team, began selling this product to local governments, universities, churches, schools, retailers, and other small businesses as an alternative to simply dumping mined rock salt or unprocessed brine to help keep the roads, sidewalks, and other surfaces safe when temperatures fall as low as minus 15 degrees, far below where rock salt is effective. And he pushed back against claims that it's not safe. Opponents have raised concerns about radiation, but I'd like to note the Ohio Department of Health concluded on March 19, 2018, that application of this material poses a negligible radiological health risk to public health and safety. The results of these models are conservative. That's their words. The additional ODNR radiation tests conducted over the last year supports the Ohio Department of Health's conclusion. One of the House bill's sponsors is from our area, Republican Bob Young of Green. But the ranking member of the House Energy and Natural Resources Committee, which is studying the bill, Democrat Casey Weinstein of Hudson, is not a fan. And he says it's not the first time they've been asked to approve it. This is an effort that has been ongoing for at least three general assemblies for this businessman to essentially uh, create another revenue stream for his business with uh, a radioactive byproduct that he wants to turn into a commodity to sell and put on our streets and basically lay down everywhere. So it's been a long-term effort. It has not, to date, become law. Every General Assembly, uh, they, they find a couple folks, unfortunately, who are willing to back it. It's been a, a partisan effort. It's never gotten Democratic support. Uh, it won't have Democratic support in committee this time very serious concerns about it. So I have doubts about whether it will get out of committee, but we don't have the majority on the committee, so if all the Republicans decide to support it, then it will. So what's your major concern about it? I mentioned it's it's radioactive. I'm, I'm not really exaggerating. I mean, the, the levels of harmful chemicals that are in this product, this byproduct, are so high. They are so far outside the bounds of what's considered healthy and safe for Ohioans, essentially it takes away the ability of the state to regulate the product at all, which includes the application of it on roads or driveways. 
so that the quantities that could be laid are far beyond, you know, potentially what would be recommended for roads. So it's a double whammy that could we'd be unable to regulate it, and we don't know uh, what kind of significant health impacts this could have for Ohioans. So I'm, I'm really concerned about the health of Ohioans in this case. Weinstein isn't alone. A long list of opponents have testified against the bill, including the Sierra Club, the Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association, and the Columbus-based Ohio Community Rights Network. Spokesman William Lyons disputed Nature's own claims that they remove all the harmful oil and gas byproducts from the brine. So the problem is it doesn't remove those dangerous constituents like arsenic, lead, mercury, benzene, and especially radium. And here's why that matters. So radium-226 is especially concerning because you've heard it mentioned that it's water-soluble, bone-seeking. Uh, our bodies absorb at least 20% of it. Uh, and uh, through our mouth and especially breathing the dust particles. And once in our bones, the alpha particles. So when uh, uh, Senator Schaefer was asking that question, yes, there are different uh, types of radiation. And so alpha particles are really the most dangerous when they are uh, internalized. And that's what radium-226 mostly emits. So uh, it's, it's, it's constantly emitting throughout our lives because the half-life, the time it takes to decay to only half is 1,600 years, a lot of lifetimes. So it affects our surrounding cells, resulting in mutations and is known to cause several types of cancers. Uh, and when it decays, as, as you've heard, it decays in the radium, which is why, you know, our basements have mitigation systems because it's so dangerous uh, as a cause of lung cancer. But a toxicology and risk assessment consultant, William Risch, who was hired by the company, says they did a computer model which shows the product is safe. The maximum dose from all of those exposure pathways added together was 0 0.62, 0.62 milligrams per year. Compared that to the standard of 100 milligrams per year or the background levels in Ohio of 473 milligrams per year. So it's numerous orders of magnitude less in whole body equivalent dose of radiation from that worst case scenario than you would get from either background or way below the public health standard. And while he claims an Ohio Department of Health analysis concludes the product poses minimal risk, when I talked to Ohio Brine Task Force spokesperson Roxanne Groff, who is a former county commissioner in Athens County, where they've banned the use of it on their local roads, she very much disagreed. The Department of Natural Resources regulates everything oil and gas, and the Ohio Department of Health regulates only things that are called T-norm. It's very confusing, and of course then it becomes very confusing to the public because the industry will use language like, well, it's not T-norm, so it's only norm. You know, an individual might think or the public might think, oh, well, if it's not T-norm, okay, it's okay. Well, that's not true because norm, naturally occurring radioactive material, which is what is in oil and gas waste brine, is highly radioactive, and the Ohio Department of Natural Resources has tested conventional oil and gas waste and found high levels of radium-226 and 228. So to my mind, there is some difference, but not a whole lot of difference, between a big ODOT truck spraying the road with this stuff 
there is a shade of difference between that and then like a regular person like me going to a store and just picking it up and then pouring it on my front walk. I mean, I'm a lot closer to it than when I'm driving down the road. I mean, is that what the issue is? First of all, you probably don't want either one of them, but you definitely don't want it in the home use, right? Oh, absolutely. And and the Department of Natural Resources sent a 13-point memo to the lawmakers who are considering this bill with one of the most important points being, you know, there have been no studies on the long-term use of oil and gas waste as a de-icer, as a dust suppressant. So if individuals buy it unwittingly without any knowledge of the contents of it, and let's say your son or daughter has a snow removal business, and they're weekly going out and daily going out and opening a bottle of this product and putting it on people's sidewalks and then getting it on their hands and breathing it and getting it on their boots and tracking it into the home. Nobody has studied the pathways of exposure to this. So there's great concern at the state level, regulatory level also. So at this point, the issue is still in committee in both the House and the Senate, and both are still out on summer break. We asked Representative Weinstein what happens next. We'll be back mid-September. I expect the committee to convene probably, I'd say, the third week of September to consider bills. This bill would be up for, I believe, its third or fourth hearing, which means it's eligible for a possible vote. So, I mean, I urge folks, if they have concerns about this, to contact their legislator, one of whom in Summit County is the sponsor of the bill. So urge them to contact their legislators and share their concerns about it. That was Democratic State Representative Casey Weinstein of Hudson. To find out more about House Bill 282 and Senate Bill 171, go to ohiohouse.gov legislation. Thanks for listening. Please note you can find this program on our website, wakr.net, and on major podcast platforms. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and wakr.net. <laughs>